0: You're listening to With Heart and Wonder, and we are at episode 19. Can you believe it? I am so excited as always to be spending this time with you. I have been thinking so much lately about community and uh, opportunities right now for, for connection and just how much I... I'm really appreciating and cherishing all of these opportunities in whatever forms that they look like, whether it's connecting uh, by being on someone's email list or connecting with you over email or Instagram, whether it is connecting through virtual yoga classes. I... I really must admit that I have often been a little bit of a skeptic around online community and and really had this belief that kind of in-person community was always better. And I I do think that there are some real compelling reasons why in-person community is 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 a little extra special but I've been kind of astounded by some of the ways in which I've felt connected to people and and grown in relationships with people over over this time that we've been in where we've been turning to technology and that's been a really interesting thing to to witness and and really beautiful to see that these assumptions that that I had um we're, we're ungrounded in many ways and that that there have been so many opportunities to to celebrate coming together and to cherish coming together. I think our episode today is going to be a little bit shorter and in part that's honestly just because I am still thinking through some of the ideas that I feel kind of compelled to bring forward today. So there's a lot of unfinished thoughts. I actually remember when I was in university, uh, especially getting into upper year seminars and and graduate classes, and I would often raise my hand and say, you know, well, this is an unfinished thought that I am still processing. And that is definitely in my nature to kind of hum and, and haw ha around things and and really let them sit and percolate and simmer and and let that kind of processing that happens further back in the brain to let it do its work. And and I know that there is some really rich things that have been kind of coming forward for me in my life that um that I'm that, that that is what is needed right now and it's it I say processing because for me it's it's not that like actively digging in that forcing to try and understand and pushing, it's more of just like softening and letting things be and noticing how as these thoughts and ideas and, and words linger in my mind, how they start to take on new meaning, new colors and shapes and vibrancy and, and, and I start to see a fuller picture. So with that, that caveat perhaps, someone said something in uh, a class that I took uh, a few weeks ago and it, it has really kind of, uh, stuck with me. It's been sitting on my heart and, and it has been this sentence that I've been kind of carrying around and letting percolate. So I've been during this, um, this time of, of isolation, it has been really cool to be able to take online classes with, um, with people all over the world. And one of the the kind of movement practices that I've started doing is the class by Taryn Toomey. And the studio, which is, there's a few studios. One is in New York and L.A. and Vancouver. And I, I had heard of the class and was familiar with kind of some of the principles. And so we, we decided to kind of do the trial and sign up for this, um, I, I guess probably about a month and a half ago now. And it's been a really beautiful welcome practice. What I'm loving about the class is that there is space held rather than me holding my own space or taking someone else's um, yoga class. There's this space that's held for me to um, really explore intuitive movement. And the class is not a yoga class, though yoga is is, is woven into the fabric in, in many different ways. Um, but it's really a, um, a practice of, of exploration and um, I, I feel kind of silly even trying to describe it because I think there's some really rich work that is, is happening and, and so much that I, as someone who's new to the work, can't necessarily name and articulate. But all of that to say is I've, I've been doing these classes a few times a week and it's been a really beautiful opportunity to tune into my body and to complement other things like yoga and walking. And I guess it was probably about two weeks ago I had like a really off day and I actually was, was planning to do one of these classes earlier in the day and it didn't work out and it was kind of coming into the evening and I just didn't feel aligned. I didn't feel good in my body. I felt really off and so I decided to go to the mat and to do one of these classes and it was with uh, Raj, one of the teachers. And uh, she's a really beautiful teacher who brings so much joy into into what she does, and um, really like holds this container for for this deep work to happen. And one of the things that she said, as in this kind of like joyous proclamation, was, "Off comes the mask, down comes the walls," and this. This phrase has been, like, as soon as she said it, I felt it in my whole being and I've been kind of carrying it around, this idea of, you know, taking off our masks and letting the walls come down. I will admit that um, masks and walls and these kind of imagery are, are not... New to me. I think they're they're kind of these images creep up in a lot of places and and I definitely, I think back to my time. Uh, studying like legal philosophy and um, political philosophy and and masks masks especially are talked about a lot and and then in the personal development world especially and the spiritual world like masks and walls are, are talked about a lot too and and so i was a little bit hesitant to even start to kind of broach this topic today because i think in many ways there's a lot more that i want to kind of like think through and and flesh out out around this I think this this kind of phrase that Raj shared off comes the mask down comes the walls has been really kind of like sitting with me for a few reasons and I think the first um is definitely my own personal relationship with myself and this experience as I've moved through my own seasons of life that I really identify with the fact that I've been able to make the richest and most fulfilling connections where I feel supported in my wholeness when I let my own mask come down. Now, I... And this is the other thread that I want to weave into this conversation today um, is that this week I'm actually participating in an online virtual summit that is being hosted by my friend Ashley Bowden. And it is a summit that is all about moving from self-sabotage to self-support. It's free and Ashley always does an incredible job of really cultivating a sense of of community and support. And if you're at all interested and you're listening to this episode close to the release time, like do go check out the summit. It is um, I've listened to just a few talks already, but they honestly have been so soulful and potent and just delivered with such compassion. And I couldn't recommend it more. So um, I, I offer that as a resource for you. But I was listening to one of the talks this morning, actually, with Natalie Frank, who is the founder of the Rising Tide Society, which is really this movement around fostering community over competition among entrepreneurs specifically. And Natalie is really, was speaking about community as this vehicle for our own healing and healing ourselves through community. She was also talking about masks and walls. And she was saying that when it comes to kind of healing ourselves through community, that the idea of taking our mask off right away isn't necessarily always the most supportive for ourselves, but we may need to take our mask off feather by feather. And I loved this image that she shared of disassembling our mask feather by feather. She used this other metaphor of kind of thinking about healing ourselves through community but instead of diving into the the deep end, taking one baby step at a time into the pool, dipping our toe in. And I think this invitation to go really slow is, is really powerful. I... I know that for myself, I've kind of done a lot of work over the years, and so the idea for me of just taking my mask off doesn't feel as intimidating or scary as it maybe would have five, seven, ten years ago there's still work to be done in in my own way and there will always work to be done in terms of like how am I showing up in my authentic vulnerability and showing up with integrity and showing up in the ways that are allowing me to heal the unhealed parts of myself. But I think if if kind of showing up and letting yourself be seen in your wholeness by others feels new to you, then this idea of going really slow and taking the mask off feather by feather can be really powerful. And so there's this invitation here around what those little baby steps would look like, what slow progress would look like. And so, going back to kind of thinking about the, the the areas of our life where we can think about these masks and these walls, um, started with talking about the self, and and then I think for me, it's in relationships. And I look at my own relationships and I look specifically um, because it is the most intimate relationship and, and the person that I spend the most time with is is Eric. And there's definitely the most emotional vulnerability in, in that relationship having been together now for, for more than seven years. And one of the things, I don't even remember when it started happening, but that we kind of came into our own like interpersonal vernacular was this kind of when we feel like the other person is is drawing away or is kind of disconnecting in a way is we'll say to one another like I feel like there is a wall up and that is not meant to kind of like shame or condemn but rather it's this invitation to notice what is happening right now. What are the fears, the worries, the insecurities? Why does it feel like there is this need to protect? And in that kind of um, interpersonal relationship, like what can be done from the other person in order to support that? Natalie said something really beautiful which is that vulnerability is the stripping away of trying to protect ourselves and I think it's really important to recognize that these masks and these walls are there for a reason they're there to protect ourselves we've developed these coping mechanisms in order to care for ourselves But we can also care for ourselves by really lovingly and compassionately, tenderly and gently starting to ask thoughtful questions about why those masks and walls are appearing and what we might do to start to shift, to start to peel them away feather by feather or brick by brick. We talked about... Individually, in relationships, I think the last is how we show up in our communities. But the thing is that even when we're talking about relationships and showing up in our communities, we're still ultimately talking about this internal process of how we choose to show up. And so we can find relationships and communities that feel really healing and supportive, that feel like safe places to start to unpeel the feathers and the bricks, to start to take things down. But there is that work that has to be done inside where we feel like we have come to a place to let that happen. I am feeling really inspired right now by some of the places and spaces that I've been able to engage with online. Again, like coming back to the fact that I really have been a skeptic in many ways. I did an online retreat last week um, through Yoga Attic. If you've listened to the the episode with Tana, the, the, you'll know all about Yoga Attic and um, they did a, a retreat, a full day retreat last week and I honestly was, was so blown away by how much it felt like I was in that space that to me has become a space that feels so healing. And during this week, this summit with Ashley, I felt so inspired by the ways in which people within this like container of safety are showing up in their vulnerability and their wholeness. And it's been really inspiring for me as I think of my own work in the world and the fact that community has always been a central pillar for me. I could have told you that as a young child, that community and creating spaces where people feel held, where people feel like they can show up in their wholeness and feel that sense of belonging has always been in my heart. And so there is this invitation now that I am sitting with. As I move forward with my own work in this these strange times of how can I be creating more spaces for us to show up and connect with each other and support each other to feel held and to hold one another. And I'll definitely be sharing more about that. There's been some kind of thoughts that have already started to surface and some explorations that I'll be diving into in the coming weeks. So I'm excited to to keep you posted on this journey. Today, perhaps, I invite you to consider where the walls and the masks are showing up in your life and to notice the work that they are doing from this compassionate place The work that those walls and masks are doing to protect you. But then also, maybe starting to explore if there are some feathers or bricks that can be peeled away. Because I truly do believe that when we do that work, we are able to connect with ourselves in our relationships and in our communities, more deeply. We are able to hold each other more fully with more compassion, more presence. I would so love to hear from you. The messages that I've been getting have felt extra special during these times. So always feel free to reach out on Instagram. It's at Megan L Johnston or on my website, meganjohnston.com. If you haven't been in the last week, there's a whole new fresh face to the website, which I'm pretty pumped about. I'd uh, I'd love to to hear what you think. And of course, we'll be back next Tuesday with our our next episode. In the meantime, keep living with heart and wonder.